Let your word change something in us today. In the name of Jesus, make it spirit and life to us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. One more shout of praise. Can we do it right now? One more shout of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. From the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning with verse 1, let me say how happy we are to have everyone here today who is here. We have so many wonderful friends and guests. God bless all of you. It's good to see the Carols. Amen. God bless you. The Hawkinsmiths. God bless you. Amen. So many wonderful guests. Brother Peter and Sister Felicia Adola have their brand new baby here today. Let's give God praise for that. What a beautiful miracle. And we are so looking forward to getting to meet this precious child. And I'm so thankful to be in the family of God today. So thankful to be in the family of God today. Uh, brother and sister Fred Edwards, God bless you. We honor you today. Such a wonderful couple, longtime ministers of the gospel, pastored for years in Sebring, Florida, and the grandparents of Sister Caitlin Kovach. Amen. Amen. We're honored to have them with us today. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Jesus is in this place, and he wants to do a sovereign work in our lives. He wants to do a holy work in our lives. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 1. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, Oh, I'm glad to be in that number. But you, brethren, are not in darkness. That that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light. And the children of the day, we are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others. But let us watch. Let us be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him somebody give him praise for his word right now By the help of God, I want to preach to you today on the subject, the coming of the Lord. Let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Lord, we love you today.
we humble ourselves before you as best as we can or know how. Lord, your presence in this place is palpable. It's real. We feel it deep in our spirit. Lord, your coming is soon. Your return is nigh at hand. We want to be ready. We want to be looking. We want to be watching. I pray in the name of Jesus that your word would go forth today and touch our souls. Bless us, I pray, and help us. Change us. Lead us, I pray, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. I'm talking to you today about the rapture of the church. Some would take issue with that word because it's not necessarily used in the scriptures as such. Uh, And yet, I don't hesitate in referring to the rapture of the church simply because as the Bible describes the return of Jesus Christ for his bride, the catching away of his bride, rapture seems to be a fitting word. The word term is caught up. The scripture says, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together, hallelujah, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Caught up together with them. Caught up together with them. That, that term caught up, that's where we get our word rapture. It, it, it literally means to be caught away, to be caught up. And, and it has in its context and undertones also the idea of being caught up in something, which is where the connotation of rapture comes into play. We will be caught up, not, not just very literally, though, to be caught up from the earth, but, but not just in that, in that natural sense, but there is a spiritual catching up that occurs. We get caught up in that moment when the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the first thing that will happen is that the dead in Christ, those who have died in the Lord Jesus Christ, they shall rise from the dead incorruptible. And death will have no more power. Oh, hallelujah. Death will have no more power. I'm tired of seeing people die. I'm tired of people having to fear death. I'm tired of of seeing the effects of death as they wage war against the human body and against the human mind and the human spirit. And I'm thankful today that we have a blessed hope in Jesus Christ. Behold, I show you a mystery, Paul said. 
we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Hallelujah. The, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And when dead are raised incorruptible, we will take from this mortal body and put upon immortality. This corruptible shall put on incorruption. And when this mortal has put on immortality, and when this corruptible has put on incorruption, we shall be changed. This is the hope of the church. This is the rapture of the church. This is the catching away of the bride of Jesus Christ. I remember when I was younger, uh, you have to understand, I received the Holy Ghost in the middle of a red-hot crusade revival. I think, Brother Robert Rodriguez, you and I may have received the Holy Ghost in the same revival, Brother Richard Hurd in, in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, I received the Holy Ghost. I was six years of age when I received the Holy Ghost. And he preached, what's going to happen to the kids after the rapture? I was six years old, and I still don't know everything that he said, but I'm going to tell you something. It put something inside of me. I, went, I was walking to the altar talking in tongues. Lord, you just you go ahead and take me now. And I didn't want to find out what was going to happen to the kids after the rapture. And it was so indelibly impressed upon me. And you can talk about fear tactics all you want, but I'll never, ever... Be unthankful for what God put in my heart that day when I was six years old. He put in me a healthy fear of the Lord that's with me even to this day. And you can say, well, they shouldn't scare people into the altar. I'm glad they scared me into the altar. It kept me from some junk. It kept me from some stuff that the enemy would like to lay in my path. I said, I'm glad somebody scared me into the altar. It's going to help me be ready to meet the Lord. And so as I was... As I lived life, I, I mean, I, that was always in the back of my mind. Jesus could come at any moment. At any moment, Jesus could come. Jesus can return. He can come right now. He can come while we're driving down the road. He can come while we're in school. He can come in the middle of this argument we're having right now. He can come right in the middle of, of, of the day, and, and he can come in the middle of the night. Jesus can come at any moment. It stayed with me to the point that I could not let my parents out of my sight. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't let my mother out of my sight, couldn't let my father out of my sight. I had to know where they were at all times. If I were playing basketball at my basketball practice, I'd look every now and then out of my peripheral to make sure they were there. They didn't sneak off and go get some coffee someplace. No, 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 no. Because, see, the trumpet may have sounded while they're off getting coffee, and, and I wouldn't have known, and I'd be left behind, and I... I, I had this challenge. In fact, we used to joke because it, it kind of got on my sister and my brother. My, my, uh, my mother uh, would, uh, my, and my father, you know, they had things they had to do. They had uh, business they had to de- tend to and stuff they had to deal with. And it wasn't always uh, something that worked to the, the best extent for their little kid to come with them everywhere they went. So they had, uh, they had things they had to take care of. One night they had to attend a dinner that I wasn't going to be able to go to. So they coaxed me into taking a nap. 
Nathan and Kristen were there to, if I were to wake up from the nap and find out that mom and dad were gone, Nathan and Kristen were going to be watching over me. My, my brother's three years older than me. My sister's six years older than me. They were plenty competent. And, and uh, yet, that didn't matter because I needed to know where my mother was, where my father was, because Jesus can come back any moment. And he's bound to do it while they're gone. That's when he's going to do it. So I, uh, I, I woke up from the nap. I stretched. Wiped my eyes. I walked out of my bedroom and I said, Mom, no answer. That's, that's the first red flag. Dad, no answer. Second red flag. I mean, all the signs are pointing to Jesus has come back and I've missed the rapture. <laughs> and I said it louder. Mom, Dad, went down the hall. Mom, Dad. And then to my chagrin, I did hear noise. I did hear noise. That was good. I heard footsteps. But to my chagrin, it was my sister. I said, where's mom and dad? Well, now, Joel, don't get too excited. Uh-oh. Where's mom and dad? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Don't be playing games with me now. Where's mom? Is it, did, did the rapture take place? Is that, what, is that what you're trying to tell me? She said, Joel, don't get too excited. Mom and dad had to go out for dinner, and, and, and they'll be back in just about an hour. Everything is all right. Everything is okay. Oh, my Lord, the rapture is going to take place. Why did they leave me here behind? And Kristen and Nathan said, Joel, don't worry. We're here. I said, that don't matter. <laughs> You're here or not. There's no way to gauge whether the trumpet has sounded. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. What in the world? So, so we all started to get to thinking, oh man, what if Jesus came back today? And, and, uh, and so it stayed with us. And so we, we laugh today because if we came home and we couldn't find everybody and, and mom and dad weren't quite nearby, we didn't know where they were or something, we, we would, uh, we would we'd get worried. We'd pray. We'd get scared, especially if there's a thunderstorm outside. I mean, that's, that's good rapture weather, a nice <laughs> thunderstorm, lightning. Lightning and wind and, and I mean, just, it's just the perfect setting. And so we had this deal. We would call Grandpa Stafford. This is my mom's dad. He was, the, he was a faithful saint of God for years at Calvary Tabernacle, Indianapolis. And uh, we would call Grandpa Stafford. And, and, uh, and if he answered the phone, we didn't even need to talk to him. We'd just hang up because that meant the rapture hadn't taken place. <laughs> we'd just call him. He'd say, hello. And we'd hang up say, all right, we're good. We're good. We'll call him back in 30 minutes, make sure, make sure he's still there. He told, told us after we started preaching, getting to the ministry, and, and the Lord started using us, he said, you know, now when I think the rapture takes place, I'm calling you guys. <laughs> but there was a healthy fear of the Lord that, that was inside of, of us, that, that the Lord could come back at any moment, at any time. And I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I, I am concerned that that healthy fear of the Lord has left many in the church. I'm concerned that the idea that Jesus can return at any second, at any moment, has departed from our way of thinking. We've gotten so accustomed to signs of the times. We've gotten so accustomed to wars and rumors of wars that now we, we're numb to it. It doesn't even bother us that as we speak, our nation has actually been threatened that there's an imminent missile attack 
that is due to come to the United States of America. We don't even think a thing of that because we've heard things of that nature for so long. And I've come to preach to you in the name of the Lord that you had better wake up and realize Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon and 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 we we get away from this idea and we begin to we begin to we begin to forget that that the Lord is coming back. We see we we many times chalk it up as a fanciful story, as something that 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 is neat to think about, but because we've never fully experienced the rapture of the church, we can't in our natural minds imagine what in the world that event is going to be like but you have to understand something Jesus is coming back he paid the price for his church he reached into this world he came into this world he was manifest into the flesh and he lived a life that was spotless and innocent and he died a death that was due all of us he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities he was crowned with a crown of thorns he was he had stripes laid upon his back for our healing he suffered he bled he died he was resurrected from the grave that they buried him in when he resurrected from the grave he showed himself alive to his disciples by many infallible proofs for 40 days and 40 nights and then he ascended into the heavens while the disciples looked upon him as he ascended two men clothed in white stood by his disciples and said why stand ye here gazing Just as he has ascended into the heavens, so shall he descend in like manner. You need to get busy. You need to occupy until he comes. You need to thrust in the sickle and begin to do the work of the kingdom. You need to reach the nations. You need to preach the gospel. You need to do the work of the Lord. Because just as he has ascended, he shall descend in like manner. I want you to know that the message has not changed. He shall descend ascend just as he ascended he shall descend in like manner don't get caught up in the mockery of your culture don't get caught up in the belief system of atheism don't get caught up in the idea of self-enlightenment and new age mysticism and witchcraft that dominates our world Jesus is returning for his bride he is returning for his church he paid too high of a cost for this church for him not to return and catch away his bride well hallelujah he's going to catch this church away he has empowered us to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ Uh, just this weekend there were many who speculated that this could be the weekend that the Lord would return for his church this was of course the finalizing of the feast of Rosh Hashanah in Israel the feast of trumpets this past weekend the feast of trumpets concluded in Israel What's interesting about that is that there were, every, everything that Jesus did in, in redeeming mankind correlates with a feast of the Lord as observed by Israel. So you had the feast of Passover that was fulfilled in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. The next feast was the feast of unleavened bread. It was fulfilled in the burial of Jesus Christ. The next feast was the feast of first fruits, which was fulfilled in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Then you had the feast of Passover or Pentecost rather that was fulfilled in the 
the outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon the church. Then there was a long period of summertime and no feasts throughout that summer. And in the fall, in harvest time, would come that fifth feast. We are living in that summertime period. We are living in that span of grace that God has allowed people to have in order to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, to get into the ark, to get into the good old gospel ship, to come up under the blood, to paint the blood of the lamb over their doorposts, to receive the Holy Ghost, to be buried in his name. We're living in that span of grace. And the next feast that Israel would celebrate, and not the feasts of Israel, they're the feast of the Lord. And this fifth feast of the Lord was the feast of the feast of the harvest, the feast of the trumpets, Rosh Hashanah. And it just concluded this Saturday. Many believed that because we were here at this very integral time, that we were going to experience not only the sounding of the trumpets at the Feast of Trumpets, but that we may very well likely see the fulfillment of the coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church fulfilled by the Feast of the Lord in the trumpets of Jerusalem. Many people pointed to the heavens because the Bible says that there will be wonders and signs in the sky. And they pointed to the heavens and pointed out that there was an alignment of planets and stars and and that it seemed to mirror a description in Revelation chapter 12 that that described the way that 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 the moon would be positioned and the way the sun would be positioned and they felt as though this this weekend that positioning of those stars was was one of the wonders in the heavens that Jesus described because he said there would be signs in the heavens and the stars were given for times and seasons and years and of course here we are on September 24 and it did not happen the way some speculated that it would happen but just because it did not happen yesterday and it didn't happen the day before yesterday don't you kid yourself that it's not going to happen don't you believe the lie that it's not going to happen because I've come to tell you Jesus is coming back you know what I love I love to preach I love sermons I love to get in the word of God I love to pull out stuff from the Old Testament and match it up to the New Testament and I love to see how things connect and how things uh, uh, work together to bring about a beautiful truth but I'm going to tell you something all the preaching in the world is for one purpose and that is to make sure you and I are ready to meet Jesus when he comes God forbid that I teach you how to pray but you're not ready to meet God in the rapture God forbid that I teach you how to be baptized but you're not ready to meet Jesus in the rapture God forbid that we understand the complexities of the scriptures but we're not ready when that last trumpet sounds because I'm going to tell you something all of this book learning how to pray Knowing how to be baptized, knowing how to receive the Holy Ghost, knowing about the gifts of the Spirit, knowing about the fruit of the Spirit, understanding repentance, understanding His oneness, all of it. Understanding worship, understanding the power of the blood, all of it is for one purpose. So that you and I will be ready on that great getting up morning when all the saints shall rise. All of it is so we'll be ready. If you know a bunch of stuff but aren't ready to meet Jesus, then you've missed the point of everything if you're able to quote Matthew, Mark Luke and John front and back but you've missed the rapture you've missed the point of everything 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to understand something. It's, it's upon us. It's upon us. Now, Scripture says he's not appointed us to wrath. We're not going to see the wrath of God. Or we're not going to experience the wrath of God. Because we are children of the day. If you are in the bride of Christ, ready to meet the Lord, then you are a child of the day. You won't see the wrath of God. Folks, I'm getting ready to tell you something. The wrath of God is so poised to be poured out upon this world. This world is defiant of the things of God. And we are witnessing every day another chapter turn. It is happening rapidly. Just as rapid as technology has expanded in ways that you and I never dreamed possible. Do you remember when we used to think about the idea of talking to somebody on a phone and being able to see them while we were talking to them? That was space age stuff. That was sci-fi. We couldn't even imagine what. We thought, I I hope I don't even live to see that because I don't want to answer the phone accidentally and have my hair all messed up and have my toothbrush hanging out of my mouth and, and oh, sorry, they saw me. And I, I you know, we, we thought, we didn't understand how it could work. Here we are. It's old hat. We do it every single day. Technology is, has, has rapidly expanded. So has prophetic fulfillment. All of the increase of violence. It's all foretold by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus went out, departed from the temple. His disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Jesus said to them, see you not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. He's speaking of an invasion of Titus. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Don't be deceived by every voice who says that they are spokesmen for Jesus Christ. You shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. All you had to do was watch the UN General Assembly on C-SPAN. And verse 6 is fulfilled in your eyes. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation shall rise again against nation kingdom against kingdom there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places all these are the beginning of sorrows then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many and because iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold but he that endure unto to the end the same shall be saved and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come when ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place whoso readeth let him understand then let them which be in Jerusalem flee into the mountains let him which is on the housetop not come down to take anything out of his house neither let him which is in the field return turn back to take his clothes. Woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. But pray ye that your flight be not in the winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not, for there shall arise false Christ and false 
false prophets. That's the third warning that false Christs and false prophets shall arise and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers. Believe it not. For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. The moon shall not give her light. The stars shall fall from heaven. The powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other hallelujah verse number 34 35 heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall not pass away but of that day and hour knoweth no man no not the angels of heaven but my father only but as the days of Noah were so shall also the coming of the son of man be hallelujah for as in the days that were before the flood they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away so shall also the coming of the son of man be then shall be two in the field the one shall be taken and the other shall be left two women shall be grinding at the mill the one shall be taken and the other left watch therefore for you know not what hour your lord doth come but know this that if the goodman of the house had known in what watch the thief would come he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up therefore be ye also so ready for in such an hour as you think not the son of man cometh when you shall see all these things know that it is near even at the door it is near even at the door it is near even at the door when you start see you know what they said today woke up this morning they said that Iran has tested nuclear weapons Iran has tested nuclear weapons they're violating the deal that they signed they're testing weapons because they plan on sending those rockets into Israel they want to annihilate Israel from the very beginning they've said that they want to annihilate Israel they're making plans right now to annihilate Israel and I'm going to tell you something if they try to annihilate Israel you're going to see the jealous God of heaven come forth in a rage and in a fury and in a righteous indignation and you'd better get ready because before that happens he's going to catch us away I said you'd better get ready because before that happens, he's going to catch his church away. I would to God, I would to God, ladies and gentlemen, that somehow somebody's soul would be stirred, that they would hear this message, that they would hear the sounding of the alarm and understand it is time to make a change. It is time to make a difference. It's time to repent of our sins. It's time to take seriously the things of God. But I hate to say this. I've lived long enough to know not everybody's going to take it seriously. Some people can't wait till I get done 
done preaching. Some folks are waiting for the hour to come that I'll close my Bible, we'll shut off the lights, leave the church, and go back to business as usual. God forbid, in the name of Jesus, let the Spirit of the Lord get a hold of your heart. Let the Spirit of the Lord get a hold of your heart. I began to think, I began to think, what if the Lord did come back right now? What if he came right this second? What if the sounding of the trumpet, hallelujah, began to burst forth onto the horizon and the angels of God descended from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel, hallelujah, and they began to move into the four corners of the earth and gather the bride of Christ, reaching into villages that we don't even know about, where they love the Lord with all their heart, hallelujah, and have received him, and the angels of the Lord are gathering together the bride of Christ I wonder if I'd be in that number Lord help me be in that number Lord God don't let me deceive myself oh you say pastor you're trying to scare us now you're right about that I'm trying to save some by fear in the name of Jesus. Not an unhealthy fear, but the fear of the Lord. Because in the very next chapter of Matthew, chapter 25, we read about ten virgins. Ten virgins. Very important to understand. Ten virgins. This means ten pure women. Their purity was not the issue. They were pure and they all had oil. They all had oil. They all had that Holy Ghost. Oil signifies the Spirit of the Lord, the anointing of God. They all had oil, and they were all pure, and only five made it, and five were lost. Because they were waiting for the bridegroom to come. And as the night would be far spent, the five wise virgins brought enough oil that it would last them all night long. But the five foolish virgins, see the purity wasn't the problem, they were still virgins. And the oil, the oil that they had was good oil. The foolishness that they demonstrated was in the fact that they didn't bring enough oil to last them through the night. And let me tell you something, the night will expose how much oil you've got. I don't know how much oil you've got right now, but the night you're getting ready to go through will let you know whether you need more oil or not. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. If every little thing that comes along makes you lose your Holy Ghost, you're a foolish virgin. And you'll be lost when the trumpet sounds. They're going through the night and they've got enough oil to last them through the day, to last them into the evening. But when the darkness of night fell, when the howling started, when the hooting of the owl began, when the creatures came out from every which direction, when things started getting scary, when things started looking frightening, they realized that their fire didn't burn quite like it did at one time. I'm preaching to some people whose flame is nowhere nearly as bright as it once was. Oh, you used to feel the presence of God. Oh, the Spirit of the Lord would move upon you and your heart was so tender. You could feel you loved His presence. 
you longed for his presence and that flame would burn bright but now we're coming into the home stretch and the night has come and the wolves of false doctrine have come out from every which direction and you can hear them howling at the moon and you see the great falling away occurring before your very eyes there are people standing around you that once served the Lord they deny that he's one they deny that you, that you receive his spirit they deny that it's important to be baptized into his name come on somebody they deny some of them deny his very existence and they've moved into new age mysticism what's happened the night has come and the foolish virgins are being exposed God is coming the bridegroom is coming it is near even at the door hallelujah hallelujah then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom five of them were wise and five were foolish they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps while the bridegroom tarried they all slumbered and slept and at midnight there was a cry made behold the bridegroom cometh go ye out to meet him then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps and the foolish said unto the wine give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out but the wise answered saying not so lest there be not enough for us in you but go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves and while they went to buy the bridegroom came and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage and the door was shut afterward came also the other virgin saying Lord Lord open to us but he answered and said verily I say unto you I know you not watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the son of man cometh some people are scrambling all over trying to buy oil let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You don't need to look any further than Jesus Christ. You need to buy the truth right now and sell it not. I'm telling you, I've never seen people backsliding into things God delivered their grandparents from. People going back into false doctrine that the Lord delivered their great-grandparents out of. Oh God, help us. It's not time to go running to and fro to every wind of doctrine, trying to buy new oil. All the oil you need is in Jesus. You better thank God you've got another morning. You better thank, you know what? You better thank God he didn't come yesterday. I said you better thank God the trumpet didn't sound Friday. Oh, it's easy to scoff and mock that he didn't come yesterday, didn't come Friday. They were wrong like they're always wrong. I get that. But we wouldn't be scoffing or mocking if the trumpet had sounded and we weren't ready. To meet the Lord. I, I was getting emails and texts and people saying, what do you think about this? And I got to thinking, you know, what would happen if he did come back? What would happen? What would happen if the if I if I'm just driving down the road and I'm and I'm and I'm just thinking in my own little world and all of a sudden I hear a faint little ram's horn. I roll the window down. Oh, that was just a semi honking his horn. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I roll the window back up and keep on going a couple exits. And then the sound gets louder. What would we do? You know what the first thought that crossed my mind was? It was this. Dear God, 
I hope I get one more chance to preach the gospel. God, give me, that was my prayer. I said, God, give me one more chance to tell somebody, repent from all of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. what I had, I had done I've done this before I've, I've prayed and I've said Lord I want you to help me preach like this is the last message anybody will ever hear me preach I was thinking in terms of me maybe passing off the scene I said Lord if this is the last Sunday I preach what would I preach but you know what my prayer was yesterday and this morning Lord what will I preach if this is the last message anybody would hear anywhere I know what I would preach there's a lot of stuff I like to preach I love to preach peace and faith and hope and love and joy and all of that helps us and strengthens us and edifies the body of Christ but if I had one last message and one last chance to preach something that 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 anybody in this room would ever hear and it'd be the last sermon that you heard I there's no question what I would preach Get ready, get ready, get ready. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. And there's no government that can stop it. And there's no celebrity that can stop it. And there's no protest that can stop it. And there's no UN resolution that can stop it. And there's no dictator that can stop it. When Jesus decides to come, he's coming. When that trumpet sounds, you better be ready. My God. Come on, it doesn't matter how long you've been living for the Lord. If any man think he stand, beware lest he fall. The scripture says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? I I, I want to remind you how great this salvation is. I I, I can't get to heaven. You you do understand this. I I can't get to heaven. I can't make it to heaven. I can't go to heaven. I've I've lost my chance. I've missed my opportunity. My only hope is to be in Jesus Christ so that when I stand before the Lord in judgment, I am covered by Jesus. I am hid, hid with Christ in God. Oh, what a great salvation. Jesus already took my penalty. Jesus already nailed my sins to the cross. Those sins that keep me out of heaven, they're nailed to an old rugged cross and I'm covered by the blood. And I believe that with all my heart. But if I neglect that great salvation, how shall I escape? How shall you escape? Seriously, it's a a, a real question. How will you escape if you neglect the only way of escape? How? how? What what bunker do you know about? When the world is on fire, what bunker are you going to go into and hide yourself? You know, that nuclear bunker, whatever, wherever. 
It's, it may save you from the radiation of Kim Jong-un, but it's not going to save you from when the heaven and earth shall pass away. I'm saying you better think about this because I don't care who's got what plans or what's on your schedule or what's on their schedule or who's announced what. It doesn't matter what services we have planned. It doesn't matter how many times we're praying for those services. When he's ready to return. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he's ready to return, that eastern sky is going to open up and that trump of God is going to sound and the angels of the Lord are going to gather. I said the angels of the Lord are going to gather his bride from the four corners of the earth and if you think you're going to march into heaven with that arrogant spirit that defiant attitude that rebellious streak that stubborn defiance of the things of God then good luck with that good luck with that I hope I do see you I hope I do I, I said, well, thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to be mad. Oh, man, they made it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. But I'm going to tell you what my Bible tells me. My Bible tells me that there are some people that aren't going to make it in that rapture. Some people aren't going to make it into that golden city. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, sedition heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. I know, this won't, I know this won't get me a spot on CNN's morning talk show couch. But I'd rather preach like this and stand before God and say, I told him. I did. I told him, God. I did. I did. I know you've never heard the trump of God sound. But if you live until the rapture, you're going to hear the trump of God sound. I said when you live until the rapture, you're going to hear it sound with your audible ear. The whole earth, the whole earth is going to see his power and his glory. And every individual who mocked him, who scoffed him, who said that he wasn't real, who denied his existence, who defied his nature, who cursed him, who blasphemed him, who persecuted those who worshipped him, every one of them, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Everything on the earth, everything above the earth, and everything under the earth. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. It's not going to get better. Not on this earth. I'm not trying to spoil your holidays. I'm not trying to spoil your Sunday afternoon lunch. 
But I am trying to tell you, if you think it's going to get better on this earth, you're living in a fantasy world. This thing is in a spiral, and it's getting worse, and it's getting worse. And if you love this world and the things of this world, that's the first thing you need to repent of. Because if any man love this world or the things of this world, then the love of the Father is not in him. Hallelujah. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a man. A master who gave to his servants talents. Five, two, and one talent. And then he went away. And that's where we are, folks. We're in that place where he has ascended on high. He has poured out his gifts upon his servants. Some of you are here. You are so equipped, so empowered by God to do things for him. And you've done nothing with it. You've let it rot. You've let it dry up. And you're waiting for the master to return, if he ever returns. And you're going to come up with some flimsy excuse like the one talented servant and try to tell him why you didn't do anything with what he gave to you. And listen, I love the words of Jesus. And I would love to talk about turning the other cheek and giving your cloak also when somebody asks for your garment. I would love to talk about all the blessed are the peacemakers and blessed are the merciful because that's all in there and that's all beautiful. But let me tell you what Jesus also talked about. And if we don't preach it, then we're derelict of duty. He said that that unprofitable servant was cast into outer darkness where there was weeping and there was wailing. And there was gnashing of teeth. Hallelujah. Jesus came to save us. He didn't come to make us feel good. He came to save us from a devil's hell. He didn't come to give us self-confidence boost. He came to save us from outer darkness. To deliver us into abundant light. Somebody lift your hands to him right now. Could you do that? Could you do that? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I want you to pray like this is the last time you'll pray. Come on, I want you to touch God like this is the last chance you'll have to touch God. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, it's time to get serious about this. You played games too long. I said you played games too long. You have a false sense of security, sir. You have a false sense of security, ma'am. You think this thing will never happen. You're living in a fairy tale. This thing is as real as your hands and your feet. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's near, even at the door. It's near, even at the door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, you better think about what you need to repent about. Of course you should think about that. Absolutely you should. That's the thing you need to do right now is you need to lay some stuff down. You need to lay that stuff down that you know is standing between you and God. You need to lay it down. You need to put it aside. You need to say, God, I don't want it anymore. I don't want it anymore. My God in heaven, why aren't you running to the altar? 
if this was your last chance to pray in the altar, what would your reaction be? What if you did know? Let me tell you what. You don't know. No man knows. No man knows. Watch ye therefore. Watch ye therefore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Watch ye therefore. Watch ye therefore and be sober. Watch ye therefore and be sober. Watch ye therefore and be sober. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God, oh God. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. There are more, there are more. The Spirit of the Lord is tugging at your spirit right now. The Spirit of the Lord is tugging at your heart right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Do not wait, do not wait. Be ready, be ready. Love his appearing. Look forward to his appearing. Love his appearing. Look forward to it. Hallelujah. Get your heart right. Get your heart right before the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Come on, don't treat this like any other Sunday morning. Come on, don't treat it like any other Sunday morning. Run to God. Run to God. Run to God. Come on, that's it. That's it. Join these others that are here right now. Say, God, I need you. I don't want to live in fear. I want to live with certainty. I want to live with certainty. I want my heart to be right before you. I want my heart to be right before you, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. She kalala mahaya la mohokole yamahaya. Oh, God. Oh, Yabasa, Yalalaba, That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Give it all to him. Give it all to him. Give it all to him. Just give it all to him. Come on, this is repentance. Give it all to him right now. Just give him everything. Just give him everything.